Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guidebooks. Hello and welcome to Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. I'm Dusty. And I'm Mike. And welcome to our Season 5 Summit. If you're joining us for the first time, our Summit episodes succinctly summarize our season through four different lenses. Visitorship, environment and wildlife, history, and hiking trails. Our Summit on Visitorship examines crowdedness, accessibility, location to civilization, and a whole manner of things you might be curious about when you're visiting one of these parks. Our Summit episode on wildlife explores the delicate ecosystem systems of the parks from this season and the lands that surround them through the lens of their flora and fauna. And our Histories Summit examines the past and present issues going on in the park from many perspectives, but especially that of the indigenous people that originally called the stolen parkland their home. This summit is all about the hiking trails in the national parks we visited this season, which include New River Gorge National Park in the land also known as West Virginia, Theodore Roosevelt National Park in the land also known as North Dakota, Badlands National Park in the land also known as South Dakota, and Indiana Dunes National Park in the land also known as Indiana. And to help you out, this hiking trail summit is sort of like the ultimate appetizer sampler of hiking trails from this season. So I love a good appetizer sampler. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay, what are some standard staples that we find in appetizer samplers? Potato skins, mozzarella uh, sticks, absolutely. nachos, chips, salsa, jalapeno poppers, guac, spinach and artichoke dip. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're creating mm-hmm. like your own version of an appetizer sampler mm. for like an event you're hosting at your home. What three, let's just say three things are you going to put on the appetizer sampler? So it's like kind of like a charcuterie board of like crappy food <laughs> okay, great. that we shouldn't be eating, but we love to eat anyway. So this is interesting. What would I put on an appetizer sampler for myself at a party I am hosting? Well, I feel like there'd be a pile of olives. <laughs> That'd be one thing. Just like for pitted you. olives. Mm-hmm. Just for because, you. Because I'm not going to touch well, them, but just for you. It's, if it's a for a party at my house, usually it's just me. So... <laughs> And there it is, everybody. <laughs> Queen of the night herself. <laughs> okay, so some like an olives, a smattering of olives. Mm-hmm. I do feel like potato skins are sort of like, they're real good. There's like cheese, bacon, kind of mm. like, mm-hmm. And then I'm trying to think of like another like, oh, and then like, you know what? Let's throw a bloomin' onion on there too. Oh, uh, yes. It's a random assortment of things, but it's my assortment. That sounds fun. Just for me. Mm-hmm. And what about you? Okay, I think I want to riff on kebabs. I love kebabs and mm-hmm. what they, you know, just the idea of lots of different things on them. Mm-hmm. So I think I want sort of a, certainly a savory kebab mm-hmm. with like grilled tofu. Uh-huh. 
plus some veggies and maybe like like some sort of like soy drizzle mm. over it. I'm into that. I also want like a sweet one. Like I'm inspired by like our friend Lauren did this like watermelon wedge thing mm-hmm. with this like drizzle on it that I was like, I will never eat watermelons without this drizzle on it. Yeah, it was like again. a lime, oil, oil lime and like red chili pepper flakes. And also jalapeno. Yeah. So I do like a watermelon kebab kebab with like maybe pineapple too mm-hmm. and maybe some other um melon or something so on it. an edible arrangement kebab exactly mm-hmm. and then uh but with that drizzle on it okay and then i think i would have brie on the side okay just some brie and some and some chutney and some like uh wheat thins think of brie think, think of brie, brie fondly. Fondly. <laughs> yep. when you eat some cheese <laughs> <laughs> just write themselves. They do. So let's take a look at hiking trails from this season. While we may have investigated these trails over the course of the season, in this episode we'll be looking at them in a different perspective and also through the lens of comparison, things we love. Some things we're going to dig into include our favorite hikes, signage, trail markers, and difficulty levels, sights to see, and the best payoff views. Before we get started, we would like to acknowledge that while hiking in Indiana Dunes National Park, we were on the traditional and stolen land of the Kickapoo, Peoria, Kaskaskia, Potawatomi, and Miami people. While in Theodore Roosevelt National Park, we were on the traditional and stolen land of the Mondon, Hidatsta, Arikara, Crow, and many other indigenous peoples. While in Badlands National Park, we were on the traditional and stolen land of the Cheyenne, Ocheti, Shikoan, and Minikoju people. And while in New River Gorge National Park, we were on the traditional and stolen land of the Monoton, Tupelo, and Yuchi people. Let's talk about each of the hiking trails that we covered this season. First step are the hiking trails in New River Gorge. Generally speaking about trails in New River Mm -hmm. Gorge, like what immediately comes to mind? Forest. Green. Yeah. Green. um, Lots of really cool payoff views. Yep. Views for sure. Views for days. Mm -hmm. Um, Um, The river. The river. River. Yeah. Those are things, those are words that come to mind in our free association for sure. Yeah. 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 And not that difficult. Like generally um, speaking. There was nothing that was like a, Nothing like did. Nothing like a 10 by any means. No. But there were some things that were, I guess, I guess they're sort of what we experienced, like mid-level in our yeah. Karen Stone scale. Challenging. We didn't do like the Lost Mine Trail. I know we had I wanted know. to do that. There's and that's a, a big, long one. Yeah. There's a big loop that I would like to go back but to next time when next we go time we're back there. and go. We will be there at some point again, for we sure. Will. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll do that loop. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about the Canyon Rim Boardwalk. This is right by the Canyon Rim yeah. Visitor Center. Yeah. It's a whole bunch of stairs that one can take all the way down and you can see the view of the bridge yep. and the gorge and the, gorge, the whole yeah. time. Yeah. It's a great trail, the boardwalk. There's a bunch of steps. So you do have a little bit of a viewpoint, like right when you go out onto like the first platform. And if I remember correctly, you can walk a little there before you hit your stairs. And um, so first, it is somewhat accessible. That first platform yeah. is yeah. definitely wheelchair mm-hmm. accessible. Yeah. I enjoyed this very much. Yeah. And um, definitely easy because it's right at the visitor center. And it's kind of like a nice starting point. Like yeah. I would say this is a great trail to do just to kind of get a sense for the landscape and to also look at the New River Gorge Bridge, which is, you know, it's very prominent within the park and it's part of what makes the park special because of its engineering marvel. It's the longest steel span in the Western Hemisphere. And if you're not a hiking trails person, Canyon Rim Boardwalk is a great yep. thing to do. Let's talk about it's not a trail, but the scenic drive. Right. The uh, uh, Fayette Station Road Drive. This drive. Everyone must do this drive. Yeah, it's great. You get a sense for again, the gorge. You get to see a little bit more of the geology. There are some trails on the other side of the Fate Station Bridge that we started, but it was closed off, I think. Yeah. Um. So there are some trail junctures from here as well. But it's really cool because when you get to the Fate Station Bridge, which used to be the bridge that crossed the gorge prior to the New River Gorge Bridge being built, you can see this bridge and then also take in the new bridge. Um. So it's a really neat experience to have Um. in perspective. Yeah. Yeah. We were there like right after it had rained mm-hmm. and it was a beautiful, like just 
just gray like sort of gray but also the green of everything yeah, yeah. also there is not on the list but we need to put it on this list that tiny little offshoot trail we did from the scenic drive yeah i can't remember the name of it there's a number of them yeah do them they're great yeah they're great this yeah. one like took us right by a waterfall it was closed after yeah. a section yeah. so we it was honestly not even a quarter yeah. of a mile so yeah. like then we we just went back yeah. to the car but it yeah. was great Let's talk about the Long Point Trail. No, this is a trail we've done twice. We've done it twice. Yeah, It's great. And And I do it again. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of, it made me really feel like it's, you're in kind of deep forest. There's like rhododendron bushes, like a certain point that you have to kind of pass through. It reminded me a little bit of some hikes that we did in Pisgah National Forest. Like there's... North Carolina. Yeah, there's definitely like this element of like, I feel like you're going into like a secret world. And then you get to this point, which is wonderful. And you have this incredible, I mean, even before you get out to the end of the point first of all you can see the new river gorge bridge and then secondly there's all these offshoot like views to the right and left as you're walking out the point basically long point is it's almost like a bald like a like a narrow bald that you get to right at the very end Mm -hmm. and it's um yeah like a fin shooting out into the um into the gorge and that's what you're on top of at the end of the trail and so you can take in literal like 360 degrees of uh panorama views yeah yeah it's amazing it's really great and lots of like tunnels of trees yeah what about the sandstone falls area this was great too i mean this is also a fairly accessible trail system it's pretty flat there are some bridges that you go over to get out to sandstone falls sandstone falls has like a platform viewing area of the falls you can see the falls not super closely but it's i would say it's a similar distance view from the end of the trail as well Mm -hmm. like you can see the falls pretty immediately yeah like first of all from the parking lot and then a little bit on the trail and then like you get to like the end of this sort of boardwalk system which a lot of it is wheelchair accessible mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then you can really see the falls yeah, at the end there yeah. then there's the little um, the island, loop, the island trail. loop trail which is like a great little lovely jet off that just is like kind of a U mm-hmm. that comes it's like um, almost a mile long yeah it's worth it worth it entirely flat the whole time yeah. and it gives you like a small nature trail yep. off the boardwalk if you want that yeah yeah so basically new river gorge is full of options is what we're saying as far as like you know things to do my favorite i think trail in new river gorge that we did other than long point because i do love that trail Mm. is the big branch trail yeah big branch was amazing i wonder what it's like in a different season because we were there when it had just rained it was kind of like springtime melts and just like i feel like you know there was probably more water happening more Mm -hmm. rain so we got some really incredible falls views and we did the hike in the way that it's not recommended which Actually, I think this I should totally be the way you do this. it. Yeah, um, where you're actually traversing up the falls, so that the falls are on the right as we were ascending right. the trail. This is a great trail. This is definitely on the more difficult end of yeah, things. Yeah, I, th- I would um, say it's probably the more challenging trail that we did. Yeah, the entire time there was yeah. definitely incline. There was definitely decline coming and down, crossing the river. And if it's high, it could be a little exactly. precarious as we experienced. What a wonderful trail this yeah. is. Yeah, highly recommend. Yeah. Let's talk about the Grand View area. Grand View has a lot of trails. Some of them are short and some of them are on the longer side. So there's three kind of main trails that are here. There's a fourth that we didn't do, but that was a little bit more inland. Um, and we wanted to really be like right against the edge of the gorge, like and to be able to see the river. Tunnel trail, you don't really get river river views, but it's cool. It's like enchanted forest, like stone steps yes. walking through like broken stone, like it's kind of like loop. mystery. Towards the end, you go underneath sort of like an overhang in the rock. It's a great trail. Um, it's only like, it's a half mile one way. Yeah, but it's, it's very great. short, but yeah. it's a great trail. So if if you want a trail that's like, you know, easy to do, but fun yeah. and a little different than yeah, tunnel yeah, trail. Yeah, absolutely. Is, is it for you. Let's talk about Castle Rock Trail. So Castle Rock Trail is nestled sort of against the gorge wall mm-hmm. um, and will take you right along the gorge wall. Mm-hmm. 
It's not very long. It's only 0.6 miles one way because essentially like up above at the top is the Grandview Rim Trail. Right. This is down below closer to the rocks. Mm -hmm. And like if you can do it and are interested, highly recommend because getting close to those rocks like that against that wall is so cool. Yeah. And you do get some good views here and there through the like open trees. A lot of rhododendrons here too. Again, kind of climbing through like a secret forest world. I did like this trail a lot. Yeah. it's a different kind of feel. It reminded me of um, Petroglyphs Trail in Mesa Verde because you're underneath something and then eventually you go up top to come yeah. back. Um, this was really cool and it was also a, on the more difficult end. Yeah. There's definitely up and down. There's definitely like a grunt to get back up. Mm-hmm. So just things to note. Yeah. And then um, let's talk about the Grandview Rim Trail. Well, this is a long trail. So this again links up with the Castle Rock Trail or you could just take it there and back. It takes you out to an another viewpoint uh turkey swamp overlook i believe is yes, what it's called that's what it's called. um and this is a great view like this is no a, i'm sorry it's called turkey spur overlook so turkey spur overlook um turkey swamp is a place that's in new jersey um turkey spur overlook um is a great overlook it's definitely some climbing that's involved to get up to see like into this like kind of natural rock formation and then when you're up there there are all these kind of platforms like it felt like a very <laughs> felt like an adult jungle gym kind of up at the top yes um like one of those playgrounds where it's like here's a turret and then here's a bridge that crosses into the other turret but you got some really really good views of the river up here which is different from just the grand view overlook at the beginning it's a longer trail but um it's a nice walk too there's a big section of decline that i remember doing here and we're like oh we're gonna have to go back up this again eventually but for the most part it's pretty flat yeah and the overlook at the end has incredible views Mm -hmm. Yeah, highly recommend going up there. It's a lot of fun. And um, finally, let's talk about the bridge walk. Well, the bridge walk isn't really a it's not trail. A trail. It's an experience. Yeah, it's an experience mm-hmm. that requires ticketing. Honey, I'm not a trail. I'm an experience. <laughs> <laughs> that's our Real Housewives yeah, tagline. That's I right. Think. Mm-hmm. And um, but we can't talk about New River Gorge and walks and things and experiences without talking about the bridge walk we do have an entire episode about the bridge walk with brad and grandma joy mm-hmm. of grandma joy's road trip do go listen to that mm-hmm. um, from this season you'll hear the whole story there uh do we recommend the bridge walk yes yeah i would recommend it even though it's like if you're not a fan terrifying, of heights, it uh, might be hard for you um i'm not a fan of heights I survived it and I have said that I would do it again because uh, the views that you're able to get from up there, the clothes that you're going to get. Yep, exactly. Devil Wears Prada, Mm -hmm. everybody. Always. Of it all. Forever. But the views that one gets from up there are just amazing. You can see people rafting on the river. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. There is just be prepared for walking a little bit and stopping. To walk from one end of it to the other would probably take 15 minutes, but they make it sort of like a one hour experience exactly so it's a lot of walking and then stopping and hearing some from the guide and then looking down taking Mm -hmm. photos all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. if you're someone who's prone to drop things i would say like um put your phone on like a lanyard around your neck if you're gonna take photos or yeah that sure things are i saw that recently that was pretty cool that was pretty cool yeah okay so what are our thoughts on signage for new river gorge there's not a lot there's not a lot but also like but you don't really need it. don't really need it it's very clear trails trails are pretty clear there's not a lot of interconnectedness with no. the trails so it's sort of like you're only headed to like there's not there was a no lot head of scratching on our part no. when it came to like what we were supposed to do next and there's not really like a sort of thing where it's like you've reached the terminal point sure. of the trail there's no signage like that at least that we saw Mm-mm. but there's usually a thing you get to that right you're like oh right this is the thing i was getting to yeah okay yeah best view i think it's long point trail i think it's like you just get such an incredible sense of especially if you see the bridge from the visitor center first from canyon rim visitor center and then you do the fayette station road drive and Mm -hmm. then you do this which is what we did i think that was a really cool way to gain so many different perspectives on the bridge totally seeing the view from long point was just like oh it's it's beautiful up there i agree i think long point is my favorite view I will say, however, second place for me is the view of the gorge and the bridge and the everything all around from the center point of the scenic drive, which is that Fayette Station Bridge, as mm-hmm. you were saying. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. That's an amazing viewpoint. Yeah. Okay, so favorite hike. 
in New River Gorge? I think it's probably, I mean, because we did it twice, it's going to also be (laughs) Mm -hmm. the Long Point Trail. Because we got to do it with two sets of people. And again, we've consistently said the human factor is where it's at. And it just was like cool because we got to see it at two different times of the year. One where it was springy and stuff was just starting to emerge and once in the fall. So it just was very different experiences there. And I just think it's a really nice trail to be able to experience. I'm going to agree, but also say that a close second for me is the Big Branch Trail because of the proximity to at least three gushing waterfalls that are amazing. And we mean like gushing waterfalls. These weren't like, you know, all waterfalls are beautiful, but like it wasn't like a small trickling waterfall. It was like a gushing waterfall which mm-hmm. was super Say gushing again <laughs> super gushing do you have stock in gushers because i think you i should. might as well yeah uh-huh great and so we're doing something a little special we're going to give a special award for a trail experience here yeah in new river gorge okay so i'm Each gonna be the special award that i'm gonna give is to new river gorge is the award for i'm uh, here we go i'm giving them the appetizer sampler award oh okay. i'm giving them this award for having so many different kinds of options when it comes to engaging with this park Mm -hmm. because there's like scenic drive there's strenuous trails there's very short lovely trails Mm -hmm. there's boardwalk options there are um like and you know not to even mention i mean we haven't we've mentioned it elsewhere like in the visitorship summit but like the zip lining and the climbing and the whitewater raft yeah there are so many ways to engage with new river gorge so it's getting the appetizer sampler award for me great and i'm giving it the wet and wild award oh (laughs) tell us about it because this is a park this is sponsored by wet and wild that's right really Mm -hmm. no and that's a makeup and wet Seal. <laughs> <Let's> seal. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm-hmm. uh, no, because this is a park that is very much so surrounded by, informed by um, its trails, very much so engage with the river. Um, and engage with water and again haven't talked about it haven't done it yet but there's whitewater rafting to be done here like which is also a major kind of part of the park and the experience that one can have within the park but I feel like the river was such an important part in so many spaces and so many hikes that we did so it's getting the wet and wild award from me I like it Mm -hmm. okay let's now move on to Theodore Roosevelt National Park. Great. Okay, so we did quite a few trails here. We did. There's a lot to take in. You got the North Unit and the South Unit. And the Elkhorn Ranch Unit, which we didn't do. We didn't do, Mm -hmm. but it's small. The one that most people visit is the South Unit, which Mm -hmm. is near Medora. Which is like right off the highway. Right off the highway. The North Unit is an hour north crossing a time zone. Fun times and time travel. Well, it crosses the time zone and then goes back into... It's wild. It's like you go into Central and then you come back into Mountain because um, straight lines are things we can't we can't do Mm-mm. all the time. So no. okay, great. So unless you're at Target, apparently, apparently. So um, I'm coming for you in the comments, Target. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the first trail we did here was the Petrified Forest Loop. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved this. This trail. is a great trail because you got so many different landscapes, and I love that about it. Um, because you were on the Petrified Forest North, then you were in the Mahade Trail, and then Madahe. Damn it, I always do that. Uh, Madahe, and then you go back into Petrified Forest again, That's which right. was great. Like, so you got Petrified Forest and Grassland, which was really. And we cool. say Petrified Forest, but it's not like you're surrounded by trees. No, you're surrounded by pieces of petrified wood. Mm -hmm. If you've been or go to the Petrified Forest National Park in Arizona, in Arizona, that also contains the Painted Desert. I mean, taking well, both at the same painted time. Painted Desert is adjacent. It abuts it. It abuts it. They're managed by the same folks, though. Right. It's an, That's a national monument. It's a national monument. Yeah. But they're basically together. Yeah. Like, see both while you're there, Yeah, obviously. absolutely. But the petrified wood there looks totally different than the petrified wood here. Sure. And it's just like, if you nerd out about petrified wood, mm-hmm. then I think you will really enjoy mm-hmm. the petrified wood experience here. Mm-hmm. And and it was mostly exposed the whole time. Yeah, the whole time. There's no shade here. I would not do this trip. 
trail in like the mid midday, midday summer. Mm-hmm. No, because you'll just die of heat. You'll melt. It'll but it would have totally to be a very melt. windy day when we were there. So that helped. And we were doing it at 6 a.m. Yeah. It was still sunny. There were elements of strenuous here for sure. There was a lot of incline and decline happening. And then when you get to the middle kind of, it's sort of like a triangle, this trail. When you get to the middle segment of the triangle, it's pretty flat because you're on grassland. Mm -hmm. The cool thing here is that like later when you're driving the park road at certain viewpoints, you're actually looking over to this. And like that was something that we discovered when we were on the park loop road and looking at the map. As you'll see when you look at the map, there are a ton of trails off of the South Unit Park Loop Road. Mm-hmm. Um, and those trails are great. And those trails take you through a lot of different things. We had started this day by doing a separate trail, which was a long trail, which was recommended by the Moon Travel Guide mm-hmm. to, at, in this section of the park. Um, that was in the National Park Unit, but it had to be accessed via a different parking lot. So mm-hmm. it couldn't be accessed via the South Unit no, Park Loop no, Road. No, there was like a little bit of... Dirt <laughs> road. Dirt ranchy road. Exactly. Yeah. But we did it and it was mm-hmm. great. But speaking of, let's talk about the South Unit Park Loop Road. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend. Absolutely. It's the thing that most people do when they go to Teddy Roosevelt National Park. Mm-hmm. It's well, the thing that they recommend doing. Because you're going to see a lot of wildlife for a sure. Lot. And, and that includes pronghorns, bison, prairie dogs. prairie dogs, wild horses. You'll see some birds too. Oh, yeah. Um, It's a great birding spot. It is a great birding spot. But the park is really great because it offers such a like sampler platter of to use the term again mm-hmm. of wildlife yeah. um, that you don't get to see very often no. so do go listen to our trail mix on the wildlife of teddy roosevelt mm-hmm. national park mm-hmm. what about the wind canyon trail this was a short one this is also sort of like one of it's a longer one of the jut off trails off the park loop road but this was nice because you get a view of wind canyon immediately and the little missouri river and then you do a a decent ascent, kind of like up a like an outcropping of rock, and then come back down and loop around that outcropping to come back. Um, so it it was a nice like short trail to just get a sense for the surrounding area. What about the Boycourt Overlook? Well, this was interesting because I felt like it was you could kind of get a sense of the just from the overlook but then there was the trail that you could go further out um and this was like i believe off to the right side of the park loop road so you were kind of walking out on like a fin and you got some really cool views of like the valley below and then like all of the formation that sort of made up what was this butte or mesa that you were sort of on top of. Loved it. I loved it. Yeah. Highly recommend doing Mm -hmm. that. The Colvane Trail is also a wonderful trail that is also interpretive, which is cool because you can learn what (laughs) the terror is of Colvane fires because this landscape in this section of the park, specifically on this trail, was a byproduct of a Colvane fire and then subduction. And then, which isn't something that happens in the bedroom. <laughs> subduction. Subduction. Um, the uh, thing about the Colvane Trail that I loved the most, it was really putting you inside of the like rolling green hills mm-hmm. that are dotted with trees. But like, this is a totally different landscape in the park too. Oh my God. And it's yeah. such a special landscape. Yeah. I remember just saying like, it's so green. I had no idea it was going to be like this. Yep. And then seriously rolling hills with just like only a few trees here and there. Yeah. It's an amazing thing yeah. to be inside Also of. exposed. Like, really, there's not oh, a yeah. trail that you're on. There's no forest here. There is... Well, you get a little bit of that on our next trail, which is the Caprock Cooley Trail. A little bit. A little bit of coverage. Yeah, a little bit. Which is a nature trail, but also interpretive and also and it's in the North wonderful. Unit. It is a wonderful trail. It is in the North Unit, so... This is something we did on our second day. And Caprock Cooley takes you and shows you so many different geological formations within the park um, and really explains them to you in a really great way. We dig into that in the episode about those trails. Mm-hmm. Um, this Slumps is, yeah. and... Um, and like, rivulets yeah all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff yeah. we go in mm-hmm. so yeah highly recommend what about the north Achenbach trail well this was something that the caprock Cooley trail brought us to yeah um we ended up going to we kept calling it the red bend overlook but it's the river bend overlook corrections corner yeah and that's like sort of where caprock Cooley can kind of leave you and this is where this trail starts now this was our tough trail here for sure. This was oh, yeah. strenuous on a lot of for a lot of reasons. The down 
the descent down into, into the, the valley, sort of. That was, was so much fun. It I was loved fun, it. but it was exposed and it was hot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The trail itself is really, really cool. It is a trail, though, to not do in the middle of the day. No, we were <laughs> doing it in the middle of the day. to do early because it takes you out to another overlook, which is escaping me at the moment. And there was the thought that you could see bighorn sheep yeah. out there. There's so many cool rock formations here. You're going through dry riverbeds. You're, you know, just walking along through these areas that look like it was almost volcanic based off of how the rock formations look. It's very, very interesting and weird. It's a weird landscape here. I wish that we had finished it, but obviously on a trail, if something is going wrong, then obviously the reason to turn around is even more so important than to continue going, which is what we made a smart decision to do. It's true. Mm-hmm. No, I wish we could have finished it too. Yeah. And at some point, I'm sure we'll get back and sure. we'll finish it. Yeah. And that's like a very long, that's actually, See, there's I, the North Hockenbach and then there's like, I think the South Hockenbach. I think they yeah. connect. Like you can do a long Next trail. Next time, yeah. what I think we could do when we return mm-hmm. is actually so get there very early yeah. 6 7 a.m and maybe not in the june july maybe not in june <laughs> july park at the riverbend overlook and walk yeah. and then just start from there yeah and then descend into the canyon walk all the way across the canyon to that overlook to see the big horns mm-hmm. and if it's early that's probably when they're going to be out and sure. then come back yeah because yeah it's totally exposed. Yeah. And like I was in, I'm in a lot better hiking shape right now than I was when I was doing it then. Two years ago. Yeah. Two years ago. <laughs> that moment definitely sort of went, hi, do you want to keep doing this? Mm-hmm. Then maybe we need to condition ourselves a little bit better. Sure. And so, um, so yeah, there was, you can hear about it in that episode all about the North Achenbach Trail where... I fully overheated. Yeah. And then there was, I had to be airlifted out. That's not at all true. That's not at all true. No (laughs) joke. We're not joking about being airlifted out. No. No. So yeah. Okay. Signage in Teddy Roosevelt National Park. Mm. Not a ton of signage. No. I will say the interpretive signage. Yeah. Amazing. Well, you had, we had an interpretive, they were interpretive um, pamphlets. There wasn't signage. Well, for Capricooli, certainly. Colvane didn't have any at the time. It's true. I think that's great. I love that they had that. But there wasn't a, you know, there was the sign at the front of the Petrified Forest Loop where we like were uncertain of whether we should hike it. That is true. That was a little, (laughs) we didn't know there was a sign that said this trail closed, but it didn't have a date on it. It didn't. And we were like, "Mm." but there were plenty of cars in the parking lot already. We were like, maybe it's not, it doesn't. We did a thing that was maybe, the ranger was like, oh, then you're fine. Like when we talked to her later. Yeah. 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 Okay. Whoops. Best view for you. Hmm. The best view for me is probably, I think it's from, I think it's from the Riverbend Overlook when we started the, great um, overlook. when we started the Achenbach Trail. There's a, yeah. like a Zebo there. And it's That's from the so CCC. Cool. Yeah. I think mine, I think I'm going to go back to what I said before, the rolling hills in mm, the Colvane Trail. Colvane Trail. Yeah. I mean, it's a fairly easy loop to do and it's short and, um, but the views inside of it are so cool. Yeah, I think so as well. I think you also get, that's also interpretive. It's great. It's a great trail. And I, I see why you feel that way. I get it. Mm-hmm. And what about your favorite trail here? Favorite trail. Um, oh, that's tough. Um, Mine is, to help you, is the Petrified Forest Loop. Mm-hmm. I think that's my favorite. Because there's a lot happening here. I really enjoyed the challenge of it and also the views and the landscape changes. I think as far as like the... Um, adventure trails that feel like big adventures that one definitely takes the cake for me Mm -hmm. um yeah i think that was my favorite too yeah yeah it's yeah. really good. It's a great trail. Had we finished North Achenbach, I might have a different answer, but it is what it is. Okay, so what special award are you giving to the trails of Theodore Roosevelt National Park? I'm giving it the Hot 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 Award. Oh, okay. <laughs> People in the party, hot hot hot. There you go, go to the party and what we got. You know that song, right? I do. Yeah, that I feel like informed my gay youth. I feel like <laughs> that song was something I loved, and I'm like, I think this is a pretty queer song. Oh, what I... song informed your gay youth? That's a yeah. great question. Mm-hmm. 
I mean that and Private Dancer. Yeah. I mean those definitely. were truly my um my gay youth songs. Yeah. This is a different story <laughs> that mm. we're taking right now. Okay, I've got two answers oh, okay. to this Great. question. Uh-huh. We're going down the road. Great. Well, one was Locomotion by Kylie. Oh, of course. Absolutely. Everybody's doing a brand new dance now. Okay, so and then also um Roll to Me by Delamitri. Look around the world, pretty pretty. Oh, yeah. Is it everything? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that they used in the flipper movie. Mm. Can I tell you? I thought that song was by uh Hootie and the Blowfish for it, so yeah, long. It, could it is be. not yeah. by Hootie and the Blowfish. And it's also because you had a giant crush on Elijah Wood. Well, <laughs> yes. Things some some things never change. Yes. <laughs> I still have a crush on Elisha Wood. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So uh, they used that song in the Flipper movie. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, I'm obsessed with this mm-hmm. song. Right. And then my cousins and I went to every single CD store. And like they would, we looked on every single Hootie and the Blowfish album. And like we bought at least three of them because we were like, I think that's the song. I think that's it. Based entirely just on the title on the back of the Pre-internet. Pre-internet. Pre-internet living. actually buy the music in order to hear it. And we Mm -hmm. were like, nope. I ended up giving all the albums to my dad who loved Hootie and the Blowfish. Mm -hmm. And then we had to call a radio station to find out the name of the... the, We did. My mom is the one who did. She was like, I'm tired of like... I'm tired of Your doing this. Yeah. She so she called the radio station and she like had to sing a little bit of the song to them in order for them to be like, oh, that was that's Roll to Me by Delamitri. Mm. And then I we were know. able to go to the store and buy the Delamitri album that had it. Meanwhile I listened to it once and then I threw it out. <laughs> at no point <laughs> at no point did we ever consider buying the soundtrack for Flipper. Oh, okay. Well right? yeah. Man. Whatever. I feel like I now we're really in it. I'm like, I feel like I bought a lot of soundtracks as a youth. And I'm like... I did too. They were great. Why? Uh, like, it's such a funny thing now. But like, it was... I mean, obviously, it was another way to just make sales. But like, yeah. it's... Uh, it's, it's just interesting to me. I went on a date with someone who was like, I really love movie soundtracks. And I'm like, oh, well, that's very interesting. Yeah. Like, that's what... That's the music I exclusively listen to. And I'm like... Okay. Okay. Well, okay. That's interesting. Well, yeah. And I'm sure they were like the Garden State soundtrack is yeah. like my entire life. <laughs> and that's when I, it's that's a identity. red flag for me. Mm-hmm. But yeah. anyway, um, I'm giving our hiking yeah, trail. I'm giving everybody. Theodore Roosevelt National Park the Hot 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 Award because that's what I felt like when I was there. And I feel like because there's limited shade and coverage, you are, you know, again, obviously we experience it at a specific time of the year, but I do feel like that is my experience with the park in the summer hot 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 cool and also yes and gay (laughs) okay um i'm giving it the um know your place award and the reason i'm giving it this is because i feel like this park similar to other parks like particularly i'm thinking yellowstone can be a huge learning moment for a visitor to remember who you are and know what your place is in the world mm-hmm. because there is so much wildlife in this park yeah and knowing what to do in regards to being around and near wildlife is so important and this yes. is a park where you really get to remember your place mm-hmm. and know what to do so that you can stay safe and the wildlife can stay safe absolutely because they are up close and personal mm-hmm. this is why we go to Theodore Roosevelt National Park to see this wildlife yeah but we are visitors to their space. Absolutely. And so touching wildlife is never okay ever in any kind of way. So um, do not do it. You do not have any kind of special gift given to you by above about like Mm -hmm. your ability to connect with wildlife. That is not a real. um, I don't know what you saw as a child that made you believe you could, Mm -hmm. but do not touch wildlife at all in any way. Do not touch. No. No. Okay, so let's move on to Badlands National Park. Great. Badlands is not a park where there are a plethora of trails, is what we'll say. That's true. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have said it is possible to take in everything that, every way to engage with Badlands National Park in a single day. I mean, sure, you could, of course, stretch it it over a couple days. And we did not go to the other section of the park, the more southern section of the park. That would be very interesting to go to. I believe it was closed at the time. Sure. 
would definitely go there next time if possible. Sure. But in this sort of main area, you can take in everything, every way to engage in one day. Yeah. And that includes hiking trails, driving, driving a park, visitor road, center. Exactly. All of that stuff. Yeah. So let's start with the cliff shelf nature trail, because that's kind of the first thing you're going to experience when you drive into the park from the interior entrance. Interior is the town near Badlands. This is a great quick trail. Starts with some boardwalk. There's some steps to ascend. It's definitely a trail that there's a little ascent beyond the boardwalk too, like when you're on the actual trail. But it's great and you get like to see some weird views. You also get a um, a glimpse up into the Notch Trails terminal point. Yeah. which we didn't really understand until we did that. But that was kind of nice. So you get to see the end of something that you'll potentially hike later on. There was like a beware of snake sign at the end, not facing the direction yeah. <laughs> that yeah. we were hiking. So that was, you know, that was something. Cliff shelf was fun. Mm-hmm. It's a great sort it's of... It's a little trail. Little trail. A lot to, of these trails are little trails. Uh, sort of introduction to what's happening at Badlands mm-hmm. as far as hiking goes. Mm-hmm. Let's talk next about the window trail. The window trail is even shorter very um, short it's There's like, like boardwalk th- to then very flat kind of badlands soil mm-hmm. out to like a viewpoint yeah that's it that's that <laughs> great way to take it in you're uh, looking into the door section that you again may also hike that's right that's right and then a lot of that was wheelchair accessible mm-hmm. there's quite a few boardwalks here that are mm-hmm. or parts and sections that are yes so the door trail this is a trail that's sort of like they've got markers that you can follow right well it starts off with from the parking lot a boardwalk that takes you to a terminal viewpoint and that's where you could stop a very accessible part of the trail and then from there you can go down into like kind of this craggy raviney badlandy canyony area that has the markers that you can follow and this was fun this was but fun. it was short yeah it was short <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't like there wasn't a ton to do. No. But we got to all the markers. We, we read all the safely. signs. Yeah. We made it back safely. Yeah, and then we went directly to do the Notch Trail. Mm-hmm. The Notch Trail is also not long, but it's the thing that has the, the ladder, ladder. Yeah. the rope ladder, where it's like the famous rope ladder that everybody sees in all the photos mm-hmm. of hiking in Badlands. It starts on a boardwalk. It goes in between some formations. This is where we got to see some um, bighorn sheep. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Surprise. Surprise. It was that's, great. That sort of like took off and a little bighorn baby. Yeah. And then um, we got to the rope ladder. We climbed up to the top of the rope ladder. We walked along the ridge here and then out to a viewpoint short. I think yeah. it was a mile and change in total. This is where my disappointed dad. Oh, I wanted there to be more. I did. You did. I did. I know you did. Like all of these trails, I'm like, oh. Here's the thing. More. Hiking in Capitol Reef National Park was such fun and so like turned your brain on in uh, lots of different ways. Was just like all of the ways, like the formations there and the mesas there, and like all of that there are just so much fun. Yeah. And like all the trails get on top of them and around them yeah. and through them and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And so it feels like that's what's gonna happen here on the notch. That's trail, what's gonna happen. But yeah. it is not what it's, happens. No. It's so. a little bit of that. And then it ends. It's a great trail. It's one to do. It's not the most accessible, obviously, because of a ladder. But um, it's it's cool. You get to look over the Cliff Shelf Nature Trail at the end. It's I true. mean, look at me sell it, guys. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> but it is sort of the trail to do. And then we did like a bigger loop. The bigger loop. This is sort of like what is left over to hike in the park. It's and true. It's, listen, like all of the hiking trails are literally in the same spot. Yeah. Like you we don't have to drive from the far. Same spot. Like so, this is we there's... we parked in one place. Yeah, and we were able well, to do all not of for this. Cliff Shelf. Cliff Shelf, we had a Cliff move. Shelf is yeah. different, but but it's not that else. far from this. So the Castle Trail, the Medicine Route Trail, and the Saddle Pass Trail sort of are like a triangle too. Like they're like long arms. So like Castle Trail, you can actually hike like from one end from the parking lot where we parked for Window Door and Notch all the way out mm-hmm. past Saddle Pass Trail, and there's an, a, another end 
point there. The Medicine Route Trail sort of juts off of the Castle Trail. Yeah. And then Saddle Pass is really short, which takes you up to kind of a terminal viewpoint. Right. Yeah. We made all of this a loop. We did. Yeah. Which isn't hard to do on no, the map. No, no. Castle Trail and Medicine Route Trail, generally speaking, are pretty flat. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of incline or decline, but it's no. all exposed here. Yeah. But you're behind a bunch of formations, mm-hmm. in front of formations. I mean, there's formations on all sides. And then the Saddle Pass Trail is sort of like a go up. It's not, I wouldn't even call it a grunt, but it is going upwards yeah. towards it's like a, an outcropping, a viewpoint. Yeah. You know? You can climb up from <laughs> the Saddle Pass Trail actually goes down from this point too to a parking lot. So you could climb up to this point from the other side to do the viewpoint and climb back down. And some people were doing that. And I was like, glad that we weren't doing that. <laughs> it's true. I was glad yeah. we weren't either. Yeah. And then we have the Badlands Scenic Drive. Right. And here's the thing. It's like there's plenty of overlooks to stop at. We didn't stop at all of them. There's so many. And a lot of them have great interpretive signage. They do. Um, and even like the fossil, signage. The yeah, fossil sorry. overlook. Yes. There's also signage about like air quality um, and like what it's like. To, and this is seen in a lot of national parks. Like this is what we used to be able to see in 1978 from here. And like now today. And this is all because air quality has changed. I'm like, yeah, girl. Because the earth's dying. Yeah. Something I think is very important about um, engaging with Badlands National Park is understanding the geological, uh, you know, background of of this area. Understanding that this was... um, It's covered in fossils because it was at the bottom of the Western Interior Seaway. Mm -hmm. Um, There are the formations are all different pieces of sediment that have like different kinds of creatures for uh, fossils inside of them. Mm -hmm. Understanding all of that will inform everything you're seeing while you pull off on the scenic drive. Yeah. Because like the scenic drive is designed so that you can get a really good viewpoint of like this specific thing that's in the formations. Yeah. Every pull off is a spectacular view. There's not a single view from these pull offs that are not. It's truly spectacular. Yeah. So um, highly recommend that. Yeah. um, Always. And also like, you know, go to the visitor center enjoy the visitor center enjoy the fossil lab mm-hmm. we talk about that in visitorship and that summit so yeah and also all over the episodes that we did on the badlands trails yeah, yeah. so signage i actually feel like badlands did some good work here they had trail signs at the beginning of each trailhead and most of the trails especially if you were going out into the badlands landscape had trail markers and that includes not just the door trail area but the um, medicine route and the castle trail had like trail markers for you to follow so you there was no way that you could i'm sure there's a way that someone could get lost but it made it clear to where the trail was so i do feel like they did a great job there and any of the other trails were kind of too short to have like markers or signage so i do feel like they did a good job when it came to guiding you I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. Okay, best view is very hard for me, but this is what I'm going to say is I think my favorite view is the yellow mounds off oh, of the yeah, pull-off. Yeah, yeah. It's, the, a, it's a stopping point on the scenic road. Yeah, There are so many great views from the scenic yeah. road. I'm just saying, everybody, like, do the scenic road. If that's if you do yeah. nothing else, just, just show up yeah. and do the scenic yeah, road. Absolutely. I do think mine is Saddle Pass because I'm like, mm. oh, we got some actual height here and we could yeah, see into the distance. So special. Mm-hmm. And um, what about your favorite hike? Favorite hike. I'm gonna say the Notch Trail, even yeah. though it's short. Me too. And the ladder, and but it was fun. Yeah, it was. It was fun. And what award are you giving it? The award. Okay. Actually, here we go. I'm giving Badlands National Park the Miss Frizzle Award (laughs) because Miss Frizzle from Magic School Bus, Mm -hmm. I feel like would take the students, like it's perfect for like a Magic School Bus adventure already because there's so much to learn. And like Badlands is a place to go to learn and understand about fossils beyond just dinosaurs Mm -hmm. and how fossils are something that are not just connected to dinosaurs. They're connected to so many things. Yeah. And that there are fossils all around us. And Badlands is such a great example of that. And I feel like they have, they've really, like, they've made it, it's an educational experience no matter what direction you take from it. Sure. And you, you take it from, you know what I mean? Or you yeah. experience it from. Like,
like you're going to get understanding of the different formations and the different fossils and all the different things. Yeah. That's, my, so the Mr. Frizzle Award. Mine is the no big deal. I want more award. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, God, I just like this was such a park where it was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. And then it was over. And I was like, oh, oh. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess the no big deal I want more could also be the disappointed dad award. I mean, yeah. Yeah, because that's the life I lead. Disappointment. It's true. Another disappointment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Okay, and now let's move to our fourth and final park of the season. Also, I love how, and we're so consistent about this, except for season four, we were actually... There was a bug. Okay. We were actually like spot on for season four. But mm. I love how we announced at the beginning of the season, like, oh, we're going to do um, these parks, all these parks yeah. in this season. And then we don't end up getting to all of them. So like, sorry, yeah. Mammoth Cave. Yeah. You'll, next season. Next season. We'll see you next season. Tuned. You'll yep. you will see. You will see Mammoth Cave next season. Oh, and yeah. how special that will be. Mm -hmm. But now here we are in Indiana Dunes. It's true. Yeah. The final um park of the season. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's talk about the trails here. So the trails here are interesting because we're hiking, we hiked in two different parts. We've hiked in the state park and the national park, which you should do. Like it's, And are abutted and yeah. basically the same place. I love that abutted is the word of the season. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> abutted. There you go. Um, yeah, the trails of Indiana Dunes National Park. So uh, let's talk about the state park trails first. The 9, 10, and 2 trails specifically to get us started. These are trails that give you a really great sense of the shifting landscape and biodiversity within the park. There's so many things happening here. You're getting to experience dunes and blowouts, and you're getting to walk along the shores of Lake Michigan. You're in deep green forest that just happens to be here at the lakeside. You go through wetlands and marshes, and it's just very, very cool. Oh, like, yeah. I found my interest was very wrapped here when it came to um, what was happening in the, the state park on the 9, 10, and 2 trail. It's hard to talk about 9, 10, and 2 separately yeah. because like they're kind of interconnected and yep. we used them to make a loop and um, loved it. Would yeah. do it again. Yeah, absolutely. But you're totally right in that it creates that loop allowed us to see so much biodiversity mm -hmm. so quickly so early on. Yeah. We got such a sense of like what Indiana Dunes really is. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. So we highly recommend doing 9, 10, and 2 that way. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I loved it. And I would say, um, yeah, everybody do it. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the three dune challenge, which is a, a thing that they always say, like, definitely yeah. do this. Yeah. Um, this is also in the state park. This was hiking up the three tallest dunes on the lakeshore here. It was Mount Jackson, Mount Holden, and Mount Tom, and successively in order getting taller. Um, this was great. This was grunt work because it's inclined yeah. in sand. Until you get to Mount Tom where you get a reprieve and you're upstairs. You're on a boardwalk stairs it's system. But yeah, this was great. This was the strenuous part, I think, of our hiking within the park. Within both, I would say. Like, I feel yeah, like this is where this I felt like, oh, okay, this is where we're getting strenuous. Um, so yeah. And um, the three dune challenge is made so that you can do it and time yourself and challenge your own time. Sure, sure. Um, let's talk about Dare of the Dunes. Dare of the Dunes has had a very similar feel to Three Dune Challenge. At least in the, the third section yeah. of the Three Dune Challenge that was full of boardwalks. Yeah. There's quite a few boardwalks here that are mm -hmm. stairs that go up and over and down and around dunes, mm -hmm. now, which is super fun. In Dare of the Dunes, we are in the National Park now. So yeah. this is in the West Beach section of the National Park. This was great. I, I loved it. It was also somewhat interpretive. This was cool because you're in on the boardwalk in these very foresty areas too, but you're right along the sh lake shore. There was a lot to love about this and it brings you along the lake at the end um, to sort of a section of beach that people use as a beach. So um, we were there early before anyone had kind of done that. Um, but yeah, it was a great, great trail to experience within the park. Okay, so the bog trail. Yeah. This was one that was recommended to us by the ranger mm -hmm. while waiting to do a tour, tour the at the Bailey Homestead. Homestead. Yeah. So the bog trail is a mostly flat Yep. trail that goes around a swamp mm -hmm. and um, I loved it. 
It yeah. was great. It was a great way to take in another kind of piece of the biodiversity yeah. here yeah. at Indiana Dunes. It was very green. There was a whole part through like a canopy of like very green, lush mm-hmm. forest. Highly recommend. Yeah. And also, again, this is a park just like New River Gorge where the communities are sort of enmeshed within the park or right around them. So you're kind of getting that. And this is also an interesting park in that there is industry like right at the doorstep of the park. So that was fascinating. And you get to see some of that here. And then the Bailey Homestead was also something that was around the Bog Trail, which was a guided tour. You could do it yourself um, Mm -hmm. for sure, but it was nice to have. And there are trails. Yep. They're mostly flat through forest, but um, there are definitely different things to see, like the actual homestead proper, the burial ground area, which is fascinating and interesting, especially in its story. Go listen to that episode. Mm -hmm. to hear all about that. Um, There's a farm with working animals, working animals, the animals are working. (laughs) A working farm with animals Mm -hmm. um, there too, all of which, you know, you can get up close to and whatnot. Um, I think it was probably like a two to three mile situation in the Bailey homestead area, Mm -hmm. but mostly flat forested trails. Yeah, yeah. And lovely. Yeah. Lovely. And then also on the West Beach section of the park near the Dare of the Dunes or the Dune Succession, trail is the Long Lake Trail and the West Beach Loop. And this you can kind of create a giant loop with. And Long Lake was really interesting. It's a lot of grunt work at the start because you leave from the parking lot area and you head up this giant dune and then you're in the woods, which you do have a little bit of ascent and descent here but it's relatively nominal. And then you do cross the park road again and then head up ascent along Long Lake, which is a beautiful view Mm -hmm. um, into this kind of wetland area. And then the West Beach trail um, sort of does the same thing. It takes you along the lake, which is great. I I thought that this was also a little bit of, there were some strenuous parts of this, but for the most part, it was a great way to also experience what the park had to offer as far as biodiversity. (laughs) (laughs) Diobiversity. Right. I agree. Okay. How was the signage here in Indiana Dunes? I particularly remember the signage in the Three Dune Challenge um, had great signage Mm -hmm. uh, because it told us all, all about like each dune and its namesake and whatnot. The interpretive signage nailing it. Yeah, I would say. I do feel like the 9, 10, and 2 was good to a point, and then we got to the beach <laughs> when we came um, over the beach house blowout and didn't know where to go. Like, I yeah, felt like there was a little... a little bit of point of confusion, but they did have pretty good signs there. When it came to the national park, I don't really... Dare the Dunes had some interpretive signage, but I don't remember anything. I mean, it wasn't hard to, again, you weren't in the middle of, like, the woods. Like, it wasn't like when we were on the Fairy Falls Folly Trail that we were on, oh, where we totally got lost, even yeah. though it looked like a trail. Like, there weren't too many places for you to go. The It was pretty straightforward, so they didn't really need a crazy amount of signage. True. Yeah. Um, what about the best views? I really like the view of Lake Michigan from on top of Mount Baldy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which we didn't really talk about in this summit particularly, but it's not really a trail. It's sort of just like a thing to go up and over to see the beach. I really like that view mm. um, from there. What about you? I think my favorite was honestly from Long, the Long Lake, the top of the crest of that hill and being yeah. able to see the wetlands like that. I mean, it's either that or it's the wetlands within the state park that we just happened upon. Oh, unlike yeah. the, I think it was the two trail the at that two. point. And that was incredible. What about your favorite hike in the park? I think it's the 9, 10, and 2 loop mm. that we did yeah. was just such a great way to like get a micro dose of everything in this area. Yeah. And so um, this was my favorite loop that we did. What yeah. about you? I would say the same. I mean, I think it was, it's not the national park, but it's right there and it's a beautiful trail system. And I do feel like it was a great experience within the area that we were in for Indiana Dunes. Love mm-hmm. it. Okay, what special award are you giving to the Trails of Indiana Dunes? Um, the Trails of Indiana Dunes are getting the Wet for Wetlands Award. Oh. Right. Okay. Because... You're giving a lot of wet awards. Because <laughs> I'm soaking. Because I am you're soaking, soaking right now. It's true. Um, soaking wet. Because this was a park where I really feel like we got to experience wetlands. And we really haven't had that experience before. we haven't gone to Everglades. No. 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 And we'll see about that. We'll see when yeah. we get there. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. If we're even allowed to go. Uh-huh. uh-huh. There it is. Yeah. Honey, the queen of the night knows no boundaries. She knows no she boundaries. She knows no boundaries. But yeah, I feel like this was a park, again, where water was super important. You know, it was either wetlands or it was like Michigan. But I do feel like the biodiversity that comes from wetlands is so important. And so, and what's for such a long time, so misunderstood. So I feel like wetlands are unbelievably important resource when it comes to the natural world and how processes in the natural world work and for the biodiversity that they're able to support. And I feel like there's not enough education on wetlands and their importance. So I feel like it deserves this award. Great. Yeah. I'm going to give it the Family Stone Award. Oh, because it's a bait and switch and it you is cry a bait at the end. And switch, <laughs> right? I mean, I hope, I feel like that term has become a verb, right? To be family stoned, mm-hmm. meaning like. Not getting high with your loved ones, but. <laughs> No, not getting high with your loved ones, but the um, the idea of advertising something as one thing and then you show up and it's mm-hmm. actually something totally different. Bait and switch, right, is one way to describe mm-hmm. it. But I think Family Stone is a little yeah. bit better because The Family Stone was a movie that was advertised in the early aughts starring Sarah Jessica Parker and, and Diane, Diane Keaton and Rachel McAdams. And Dermot Mulroney. Yeah, and so many others. It was advertised like a romantic family comedy. At Christmas time. At Christmas time. And it and, was sad. And it was not. It no. was like Hitchin sink drama. Mm-hmm. Like if I've ever seen one mm-hmm. before. It was so sad. It was. However, for this... Indiana Dunes, I was expecting beaches and dunes, but we got wetlands and biodiversity. Yeah. And it was all such a surprise. Yeah. And now let's end this episode with a queen and a game. All right. This is a queen we came up with recently in our trip mm-hmm. to Acadia. Mm-hmm. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage Laura Dern Tootin. Laura <laughs> Dern Tootin. Mm-hmm. It's the before and after queen. She is a before and after queen. She's a fart queen. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she's got to be. She references Laura Dern, but there's like whoopee cushions everywhere in her Oh, act. so it's all fart jokes. Yes, it's all Laura fart Dern jokes. Laura Dern-Tutin is mm-hmm. fart jokes. Yep. I love a fart mm-hmm. joke, mm-hmm. but they're well-timed. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I feel like, yeah, she has Laura Dern references. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, um... Can a woman get a minute? <laughs> <laughs> yep, just well, like I that. Well, I mean, also, like, mm-hmm. there's that clip of Laura Dern in Jurassic Park where she's, like, digging through the poop. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah, uh-huh. I feel like that that, that plays like, in somewhere. That's what she starts. She breaks out of it like a cake at the beginning of her act. That's right. Like a, a cake with a erotic but it's dancer. it's just a giant, like... <laughs> just a pile of poop. A, gi- a giant pile of dino poop. Yeah. Dino DNA. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Laura Dern Tootin. So it's like fart jokes extraordinaire. I, I like love that. Mm-hmm. I like that mm-hmm. a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like she um, would lip sync to like Blown Away by uh, <laughs> Carrie Underwood. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> What else? What else does she do? She also lip syncs to She's Like the Wind. Yes. Through the trees. Wind Beneath My Wings. Wind Beneath My Wings. Uh All the wind. All the wind. Related comedy. Exactly. Mm And I think she gives out whoopee cushions as her merch. I think it's great. Mm -hmm. I think it's great. Because you know what? Everybody farts. And oh my God, it's the funniest thing. Everybody farts. Laura Dern Tootin. She's the fart queen. Sometimes. Exactly. (laughs) So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Laura Laura Dern Tootin. So since Laura Dern Tootin is a before and after queen... We are playing some before, during, and after. Oh, that's it's right. It's been a really, now this I can say, it has been a very long it has time. Been, we haven't been writing before and after, before, during, and after categories. I of know, life. but I and thought, why so great. not? They're so satisfying when you mm. get them. Uh-huh. So this is called Before, During, and After Appetizer Sampler. Great. So it's all coming together. We got the Appetizer Sampler, Laura Dern Tootin, Wet Our Whistle for Before, before and After. For Wet for Wetlands. And- exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. Are you ready? Wet and wild. For 100. This liquid appetizer that is served warm and is green in color is made from cheese and two different vegetables. One made popular by the character Popeye. The phrase one might use to say that they are going 
for a swim in the artificial body of water and the large piece of furniture one plays on when they are trying to not scratch the eight ball. What is spinach dip in the pool table? That is correct. I would have also accepted spinach and artichoke dip in the pool table. Great, great, great. So everybody, that's what before and during and after is. Mm -hmm. So we've got spinach and artichoke dip, dip in the pool, pool table, Mm -hmm. all combined into one phrase. Mm -hmm. Okay, for 200. The circular appetizer that is a battered and fried allium. The Amazon series that is a continuation of the J.R.R. Tolkien universe. And what you plug into the wall so that an appliance can receive electricity. What is an onion ring of power cord? That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Onion ring of power or onion rings of power cord. Mm -hmm. Okay, for 300. The delicious cheesy appetizer that is battered and fried up as small batons. The phrase a director might say if the actor decides to invent their own lines during an audition. And the secret Hollywood job some people have to improve screenplays for pay but not credit. Well, what does mozzarella stick to the script? Fluffer? (laughs) (laughs) What is mozzarella stick to the script doctor? Oh, script doctor. A script doctor comes in, improves it for money, but no credit. Okay. Yeah. Okay, for 400. Script script fluffer is pretty good. Script fluffer is pretty good. (laughs) I don't think they get any credit either. (laughs) (laughs) The appetizer that is Dusty's love language and often accompanied by guacamole or salsa The phrase that describes how a child is similar to a parent and a school word to describe a semester where classes are twice as long but only taken for half of the year. What is tortilla chip off the block scheduling? That's correct, yes. Or tortilla chip off the old block Mm -hmm, schedule. mm -hmm. Right. And for 500. The appetizer that is named for an animal that it most certainly did not derive from, but more so from the sauce that covers it, the phrase that means to make it up and figure it out in the moment, and the phrase that essentially says there's nothing anyone can do, just have to accept the situation at face value. What is Buffalo wing it is what it is. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Buffalo wing it is what What it it is. is. And that's our season five, everybody. That is season five, everybody. Right. It's been a pleasure. It has been a pleasure. So um, lots of things that, you know, to look forward to for next season. Some amazing parks that we're excited about. Some amazing guests. Some amazing, amazing guests that we've already experienced and interviewed. Um, So, yeah, lots of things for season six. (laughs) Right. So stay tuned. We're going to take a little bit of a break for a while. Yeah, this is our our normalcy. Yeah, mostly Mm -hmm. sleep. Yeah, I think hibernate for hibernate the summer for a little bit. I mean, we're and gonna then, we're gonna padum padum, and that's then right. um, we'll be back, and then we will be back mm-hmm. probably like mid September, mid to late September. It's usually our uh, you know our uh, when we return. Yes, so stay tuned, everybody. We'll be back soon. This has been Season 5, everybody, of Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. And we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often, and that padam padam is always <laughs> out there. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by us, Dustin Ballard, and Michael Ryan. To see images from this episode, follow our Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. To contact us, email us at gazeatthenationalparks at gmail.com. And to find out more about the parks visited on this show, visit our website, gazeatthenationalparks.com. That's gaze, G-A-Z-E. All original artwork featured on Instagram, on our website, and in the Gaze Shop is by me, Michael Ryan. All original music was written and performed by Dave Seaman and Mariella Klinger with Sean Sklios on guitar. Our music producer is Skylar Fortgang. This episode was edited by me, Dustin Ballard. We would also like to acknowledge that while recording this episode that we are on the traditional and stolen land of the Lenape people, also known as Ocean County, New Jersey. Thank you.